0: Welcome, everyone, to yet another amazing program, Tuesday's Timely Torah Talks. Today we have a very special guest, a very dear friend of Chazak for many, many years. We have the founder of the Shmooz, Rabbi Ben Simon Shaffer Shlita. Rabbi Shaffer, welcome. Shalom Aleichem. How are you doing?
1: Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I'm always honored to join Chazak. You
0: guys are great. So, uh, Ramirov, thank you. Uh, our pleasure, Rabbi Shaffer. You do so much for colleagues so for the Jewish people. And today we have a very interesting and exciting topic, and that is the topic of Shalom Bayit, of peace in the home. Uh, I always make a joke that in order to have Shalom Bayit, you have to buy it, you have to go and spend money. <laughs> but a all- joke. Yeah, it's true, huh? right, right? Yep, yep. yep Especially yep. with Pesach coming up soon, there's a is actually says that uh, you have to go and buy uh, your wife uh, a gift. So just uh, for all those guys watching, uh, just a reminder. Anyways, Rabbi Schaefer, let's jump straight into it. There seems to be so much issues and problems with Shalom bite on 4G. And uh, is it because of COVID? Well, what's going on? It just seems like all of a sudden there's so much issues, so many problems, Rabbi.
1: Yeah, so that's a very good question. And I'll I'll share with you something that I I, I get calls on a regular basis. Here's basically what happens. A woman calls me up and says, Rabbi, I need to speak to you. Yeah, well, what's up? What's up? <clears throat> well, it, it's my husband. Well, well, I mean, he learns any Davins. And he's good with the kids. I say, well, so far it sounds pretty good. What's the problem? The problem is I don't love him. I don't love him. So what do you say? What do you say when you get the call? So when I get the call, I know what to say already. I ask the question that I always ask. I say, madam, tell me, last month, you and your husband, how many times did you go out? But going out, I don't mean to a bar mitzvah or to a cousin's wedding. I mean, how many times did you and your husband go out as a couple to spend time together last month? The answer is no, we didn't. How about the month before that? No, we didn't. The month before that, zero. The month before that, the month before that. And I'll say to this woman, and I always say, the reason why you don't love your husband is rather obvious. You're not connecting. You're not spending time together. You're not developing the relationship. And the relationship requires constant nurturing, constantly connecting. And if you'd like to know why we're having so many problems in COVID times, it's not because of COVID. It's because, unfortunately, the relationship per se are weak. And if you're not going to work on the bond, you're not going to work on the connection, you're not going to spend time together as a couple. Guess what? The issues are going to come out. And I think 80% of the time should be spent on working on the relationship. And you'll find the other stuff doesn't become such an issue. But if the relationship starts withering, you don't spend time together, you don't go out. And I say these words, going out at least once a week. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know radical, right? Radical. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know how much pushback I get when I say that? I the tell restaurants me, I say, oh, I love probably love you, Rabbi. The restaurants love me. Do you know what the pushback I get? Who has time? It costs so much money. Rabbi, you're carrying. I have only one answer. How much does it cost to run two households? How much does it cost for the divorce lawyer? If you do the math, you'll find it's a lot cheaper to go out once a week and to take vacations every three, four months as a couple. You'll find it's a lot cheaper. And then having to run two households and deal with child support, it's a lot more fun as well. So the bottom line is you have to work on the relationship. And if you stop doing it, guess what? What happens is what happens. Unfortunately, And that's what we're seeing during COVID because it's not a, a COVID issue. It's that suddenly when you put into proximity, when you have to live together, the person who you sort of were distant from, it starts chafing. It's very difficult.
0: Wow. It, yeah. Rami, isn't there much more to a successful marriage than just working on the relationship? than just going out once a week? Yeah, so I get,
1: yeah, the answer is yes. But again, let me say this, 80% of the work and 80% of the problems are solved if you work in the relationship. But yes, of course, there is more to it because there are many couples who do spend time together and they do love each other, but they can't live together. And learning to live together is a very, very real issue. And learning to make room for another person's way of doing things and another approach to life isn't always that simple. But again, 80% is working on the relationship. And of course, you have to learn to live together. But if your relationship is strong and your attitude is, I'm going to learn to live together, I'm going to follow the system. Typically, you don't have the kind of problems that we're seeing now.
0: Is there, is there a formula to this system that you're saying about living together?
1: So a formula, that's a good question. So <laughs> it's
0: a little ironic
1: because the Rambam gives us a formula. and Rambam quotes a Gemara, he says there's a job for the man and a job for the woman. If each of them do their job, <clears throat> their, living, their dwelling will be beautiful. But each have to do their job, each have their role to play. The man's job, he has to <clears throat> treat his wife with more honor than he does himself. And he has to love her as he does himself. The woman's job, she also has a job. Her job is <clears throat> she has to treat her husband with exceeding amount of honor. Treat him with tremendous respect, as if he's a king, as if he's a nobility. If each does their part, says the Rambam, I guarantee a beautiful and wonderful relationship. And if you understand what the Rambam's saying, it's really quite, quite eye-opening. But Yenid, what do you say to that? How does that sound so far as a system?
0: <laughs> I, I, I love it, Rabbi. You're, you're right. There, there's, there's a specific role for the husband. There's a role for the for the woman. And I'm sorry for for uh, I have to add about uh, you know Chazak organizes a lot of workshops uh, for marriages. So so Rabbi mm-hmm. once told me something beautiful: marriage is a workshop. You know that Rabbi, right? The man works and the woman <laughs> <God. laughs> Okay,
1: all right. No misogynist goes here, but okay, good. <laughs> but, but I want to make it, a it very important, important in a marriage
0: point. to you know lighten it up a little but, bit. Important. Yes, by the way, it is.
1: You're right. Friends have fun, and one of the one of the roles as 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 in the marriage, you're Reh and Mahuvin, best friends who love each other. So you're right. Friendship requires fun. and requires a sense. You might agree with that. But I want to make a very important point that a lot of people miss. You see, the Rambam gave each partner a role to play. He has to treat her with more respect than himself, and he has to love her as he does himself. She, on the other hand, has to treat him with exceeding amount of respect. Now, if you notice, it sounds a little unfair. He's got two jobs to, to do. She only has one. He has to treat her so, with more so you're, respect. You're
0: basically rabbi. You're always blaming the guy. You're, you're well, basically before, saying it's right, all am, the guy's but, responsibility. You have to respect her more than yourself and love her like yourself. And all she has to do is respect him. That's it.
1: Okay. So not only are you right in it, but let's ask the following question. What happened to love by the woman? Why uh, is it that the woman isn't commanded by Hazal, isn't directed to love his her wife, his wife? Like what? what what's going on there? So I'd like to share with you what I believe the Rambam is, ex- is explaining to us there. It's natural for a woman to crave the relationship. It's natural for a woman to seek out the relationship. Women by nature. By the... I'm sorry? It's in her instincts. to develop. Exactly. A woman by nature is a caregiver. She attaches, creates relationships. Watch little girls at the age of six. They all have best friends. And they tr- spend tremendous amount of energy and effort at keeping friendships, maintaining friendships. And when a woman gets married, it's going to be phenomenal. It's her best, best dream, her best friend, and she's married. So for the woman, there's no need to command her to love her husband. The problem is for a guy, it's not as easy at all, and that's why he has two parts. But I want to share with you a very, very important insight that the Rambam shares with us. If you would like to be happily married, you have to do one thing. If your wife knows that she's cherished, if your wife knows that she's number one, 90% 90% of bias problems disappear. You see, the woman needs to know that. If she knows that her husband loves her, they char- that she's cherished, she'll be happy. And if not, she'll be miserable. 65% of divorces are driven by women. And the problems are usually the woman's unhappy. It's almost always the woman is unhappy. And if a man knows one thing, his job is to romance his wife. His job is to court his wife. His job is to buy the flowers and the cards and the notes and to take her out and to really show her one thing that she is cherished. They will have a beautiful, beautiful marriage. And in that sense, much of the obligation is upon the husband to show his wife that he loves her.
0: So it is the responsibility of the guys. All the guys out there, I hope you're hearing this very clearly. And the ladies are probably watching, and they're all so happy. <laughs> and they're calling well, their uh, but let's
1: go slow there. <clears throat> Don't think it's all the guy's fault, because that's nah, uh, it's not that's, <laughs> No, no, it's not. Because you see, many women make it difficult for their husband to like them, let alone love them. And I'll explain to you what I mean. If the next time you go to a wedding, I want you to watch the collar as she's walking down the aisle. <clears throat> and as she's walking down, I want you to understand what's going through her head. Through ahead is going the ten point home improvement policy, and it's that guy under the chuppah who is going to be the recipient of those ten points of improvement. Number one, the shoes are going to go, and those jokes. And they're coming late. And I mean, he's a great guy, a great guy. But it's her mission in life to improve her husband, and she's good during shabbos. She kind of. T- but right after she begins her home improvement policy, and she makes one of the ten really dumb mistakes that very small couples make. You see, when you want to change your husband, what you're doing is not treating him with respect. When you want to help your husband improve, what you're doing is you're showing him he's defective, he's not good enough. And I cannot tell you how many times I've begged women, don't change your husband. Don't improve your husband. He's good. And one thing to show if he's not good, you're trying, ain't going to make him better. The opposite. And I cannot tell you, but you understand why it is. Women by instinct are caregivers, they're nurturers. He's a great guy. I can make him even better. And they need to help. They need to improve them. And I cannot tell you how much trouble it makes in a, in a marriage. What the Rambam shares with us is a formula. The man needs something. Why does a woman have to treat her the husband with exceeding amounts of respect? Because that's what he needs fundamentally in the marriage. If a husband is respected, if he knows that his wife looks up to him, he would be happy. A woman and a man have different needs in the marriage. The woman needs to be cherished. She needs to know that she's loved. The man doesn't have any near that kind of need. He has a different need to be respected. And if you spend your lifetime trying to change your husband, improve him, make him even better, you're not respecting him. You're making it very, very difficult on him to be
0: happy. And you're making it very difficult for him to treat you with the love that you, that you would like. There's a famous saying, Rabbi Chatan, the same letters as nacha. and kalad, nacha, Nachas. 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 Uh, nah. nah.
1: Nachaz, talk, like, yeah, talk like us. <laughs> and and <laughs> Allah is
0: the same letters as hakol. If the wife gives her hatan nachaz, he'll give her hakol. So you're right. If, if he, she gives him respect, it, it's reciprocal. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's like a mirror.
1: You see, that's the point. It's different needs, though. A woman has a need to know that she's loved. But the husband right. typically doesn't have a need. He needs respect. And the minute that each of them treats the other as if they're from their gender, it's a terrible, terrible blunder. And what happens is it causes a lot of grief and a lot of unhappiness in in a marriage.
0: Unreal. Rabbi mentioned about flowers and about cards and about going out. What if a husband... Uh, suggest this uh, idea to go out or a husband wants to give his wife flowers and she tells him, this, this, this is a, a case that I, I I could attest to. My wife doesn't like flowers, Rabbi. Mm-hmm. I would bring the flowers. She'll be like, don't give me the flowers. I don't need flowers. Is that an okay, valid quote-unquote excuse for <coughs> the husband to continue? What's your opinion on that? Right,
1: so you have to find what your wife likes and you have to find the gestures that are important to her. Some women are not into flowers or not into cards. You have to find what it is. You see, the message, and this is the meta message that you're trying to give over is, you are precious to me. I value you. You're precious. You're number one in my eyes. If a man gives that over to his wife, she feels happy. Her needs are satisfied, and she will love him reciprocally. As long as that need is met, she'll be happy. But the only way to do that is by showering her with attention, spending time with her, Now, by the way, the relationship piece, again, has two parts to it. She has to figure out what it is that he needs, and he has to figure out what it is that she needs. In general terms, she needs to be loved. He needs to be respected. But as you point out, each individual is different, and each person has different temperaments, needs, different interests, and you have to find what it is that your spouse really likes, what they don't like, and that's what you have to try your best to give.
0: Amazing, amazing, Rabbi Shaper, so inspiring, such chizufr. Uh Rabbi, could you leave us with a final message, a closing thoughts on uh, on this topic of uh, shalom bayit and, and peace in the home?
1: Yeah, I, I I would like to leave a message. So again, the key, number one key is working on the relationship, and that requires spending time together, really going out and really going out once about, a
0: week, once a week, wow. once
1: a week, once not once a year, no, no yeah. not even once a month, once a week. And mini-vacations. Mini-vacations means every three, four months, you go for two nights. It doesn't have to be the world of a story. It does to be a fancy Caribbean cruise. And you take the hotel. You spend some time together. because. And I want to say these words, and you'll excuse me for saying it. I, mean, I don't know why I'm embarrassed to say it, but you're supposed to be lovers. Mm-hmm. A marriage are two lovers, Re and mahuvin, best friends who love each other. But lovers act as lovers do, and friends act as friends do. And as long as you remember that, that your best friends will love each other and things are fine. The difficulty comes in when you're not spending time together, we're busy and we are busier today than ever before in the course of history. But if you don't block out time, if you don't make it a priority, you're going to find yourself in distant corners, two ships in a night, and then you're going to be in a very, very uncomfortable position when the fighting starts and all the cheppering, all the issues. But 80% of the work is on the relationship. And only 20% on the issues. The issues you have to deal with sometimes. But if your relationship is solid, he's a good guy with a flaw. If your relationship is frayed, he's a creep and a bum, and anything he ever did was the wrong reason anyway, and you are toast. So it's a relationship first. But I have to put in one little proviso. And Yaniv, this is something very, very important. And forgive me for calling Yaniv. I know you're from the old country. But here we go. What are the two most important words you'll ever say in your marriage?
0: Two, what are two no. words. I, I, love you. You. I love you. I love you. Three words. Two words. They're
1: important. What are the two most important words you have to say in your marriage?
0: Two words. Um, two words. Thank you. Thank you. Those are good, important words. Nope. No. Okay. Um, oh, I got it. I think I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. That's good. That's also good. Very important words. By the way, not as important as words. I was wrong. I'm sorry is okay. You I was two wrong. words. I you was wrong were right. free. You were right, is also, but I was wrong. Uh, but also, not the right. Not the two most important words. Two most important <laughs> words.
0: Um, okay, uh, I, I I give up, Rabbi. What is <laughs> it?
1: <laughs> the Two most important words you'll ever say in, in your marriage are the words "That's strange." What? That's strange. That, that's strange. <laughs> that's strange. I'll <And> explain <laughs> to what I mean. <clears throat> you see, everyone assumes that the big scientific discovery was preceded with the expression Eureka. As in Eureka, I discovered it, but it's not true. Almost every scientific discovery in history was preceded with the words, that's strange. A man took two chemicals, mixed them, expected X, got Y. That's strange. He began studying and he found... Now, the reason why the words that's strange are critical is because I guarantee in the course of your marriage, they're going to be many, many times When your husband or wife are going to do things that are clearly outrageous, clearly callous or mean or cold or just 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 completely unacceptable. And what we always do is we judge our gender by our standards. And when we do that, we get angry or upset or hurt or whatever the emotion is. And what we don't do is the most critical thing that a human being has to do if you want to be happily married. You have to be curious You have to have a healthy scientific curiosity. Why would my compassionate, considerate husband do something that's so cruel cruel, and callous? That's strange. You see, when you say to yourself, not to your spouse, when you say to yourself, that's strange, you open yourself up to the following understanding. The way I feel is not necessarily the way that my spouse feels. The way I experience things is not necessarily the way my spouse experiences things. The way I feel about this issue might be very different. And when you say the words that strange, you're then able to ask, why would a kind, considerate guy do something like this? And maybe, maybe you begin understanding the inner world of your spouse. But you see, the problem is that if you don't train your tongue to say those words again to yourself, what happens is we lash out, we get hurt, and then the fights start. And before you know it, it's very, very difficult. So I think this is the very biggest so, The words, that's strange. What it does is it allows you to sort of open yourself up to a whole different world. You see, just like each human being is different. My face is different than yours. My mind is different than yours. We each have different temperaments, natures, inclinations. But more than anything, a marriage is opposite genders. Men and women are vastly, vastly different. As I'll call it, different nations. And when you're dealing with someone who has different desires, different interests, invariably, they're going to be things that they do that make no sense to you. And if you're going to train your tongue to say that's strange, and you begin to understand yourself, you climb into the inner world, and suddenly, A, you don't get hurt half as much. B, you're able to understand them and meet their needs. The problem is we get very close-minded, and we treat them as if they're from our gender. Then we get all huffy when they don't react nicely. And we keep doing the same mistakes over and over. So what can I tell you? That's I believe. Those words are very, very That's critical powerful. and
0: very key. Amazing. Rabbi, I know I forgot to mention at the beginning that you're a world renowned yep. lecturer and an author. Uh, you know, I was very inspired right now about uh, the topic of Shalom Bites. I know that the rabbi has many books and lectures on this topic. How does one uh, get a hold of those, uh, of those uh, books or lectures? Uh, okay.
1: If you'd like to, you go to theschmutz.com. They're all there. There is a, a new book coming out, I The it's Hashem, the, uh, you, the title I said before, The Ten Really Dumb Mistakes <laughs> That Very Smart Couples Make. Now, it's a pre-publication. I'm not, it hasn't actually been published yet. It's going to be published shortly. If you'd like a copy, you go to the schmooze.com. You'll be able to access a copy there. If you can't find it, just send me an email, Rebbe, R-E-B-B-E, at theshmooz.com. But if you go to the schmooze site, you'll see that in series, there's a marriage seminar. There are many, many shurim and many, many series. And that deal with marriage, I mean, there's a plethora of information. There's a lot of different topics as well, but marriage is certainly one of them. Uh, And if you'd like a copy of the pre-publication book, I highly recommend it. And it's something to to work on. You have to remember, Hashem knows what He's doing. This is the biggest so that people miss. You know, Hashem matched you up with the perfect match. The match was made in heaven, but it's up to you to make the marriage. You see, learning to live with another human being isn't so simple. Learning to live with people of different temperaments, different natures, different ways of doing things requires a lot of change, a lot of growth. But more than anything, you and your spouse are unique. You're a man, she's a woman, you're opposite sides of the gender. And if you're not going to open yourselves up to understanding your spouse, you're going to get the typical, he's just a guy, she's just a woman, she's a crybaby, he's just a creep. And invariably, you're going to find yourself making many of the 10 really dumb mistakes that very small couples make. So really, it's simple. If you'd ask me, a mayor what's the solution? And number one, race is the quote call. you work on the relationship, you spend time together, you go out once a week, you make the mini-vacation. But it's much more than that. It's a love note, it's a text. Again, you're a couple in love. And lovers act in a particular way, very attentive. <clears throat> Just watch Akhasin and Kala together. Katan <laughs> de You'll see the amount of attention, the amount of care. And by the way, they each act perfectly. He showers her with attention, letting her know that she's cherished. She oh, treats him with such respect as if he's perfect. All you have to do is mimic that behavior for the rest of your life. And if you do it, it's a mashubach. That's what the Rambam says. <clears throat> Number one, it's the relationship. But when you work in the relationship, you have to remember that your spouse is not like you. And just because you like something doesn't mean your spouse likes something. Can I share with you one more aside?
0: She's amazing. amazing. Okay, watch.
1: I am married, Berksham, 34 years. Very happily wow. married. I love my wife. My wife isn't here to argue. So she'll also, but she, I believe she's also very happy married. But, to this day, Shabbos morning, I have an interesting experience. I usually get up early to learn, and at a certain point later, I'll bring my wife uh, coffee in bed. She enjoys that, so for many years now, I've been doing it. When I prepare the coffee, almost every time, I'm I go into the refrigerator to pull out the creamer, and I got to stop because everyone knows that milk tastes much better with full cream or at least full fat milk. Right? The problem is my wife likes skim milk in her coffee, but I want to give her the best stuff. I don't want to give, and I have to stop myself because I want to give her. The half and half, because it tastes so much better, but the problem is she doesn't like it. And you understand that message? The message is that she is different than I, but I know coffee tastes so much better with creamer. Wrong. My experience is that coffee tastes better with creamer, but my experience doesn't dictate reality. And my experience is the way I experience things, but that doesn't mean my spouse experiences it the same way. And the minute you get locked into your world, My way is the only way. My way is the right way. He's just a creep. She's just a crybaby. Whatever your words, whatever pejoratives you use, what happens is you're not opening yourself up to the inner world of your spouse. Number one, it's a relationship, but it's understanding a spouse. A woman needs to be cherished. A man needs respect. But each individual is different, and you have to know what that means in their world. And you have to be very sensitive. You train yourself to say the words, that's strange. Because when you see a spouse reacting in a way that's unusual— You're bringing your wife flowers, and she doesn't like it. That's strange. Again, Rabbi Meir, say it to yourself, please. And (laughs) what you're doing is you're opening yourself up to the fact that she's different. Gee golly, why is it? What is she like? What's important to her? Or when she acts in a way that you don't expect, and you don't have to say the words, that's strange. Because what you're doing is, you're stepping back and being open-minded. Let me understand the world from my spouse's position. When you do that, you focus on the relationship. <clears throat> you learn to live together in peace and harmony by opening yourself up. And the last thing you have to do is you have to daven. Like everything in life, it's, it's completely different. dependent on Tzayat Hashemaya. I'm a religious Jew. I daven three times a day, and three times a day I daven for Shalom bias. Why? Because even though know, Berkshire may have a great marriage. You never know. Things happen. People get sick. Things change. What? It's worthwhile. You daven three times a day. Hashem helps. And things, things succeed.
0: Amazing, Rabbi Schaefer. Wow, what chizuk, what inspiration. Uh, Rabbi Schaefer, I just thought about this. Unbelievable. The reason, back to the first question, why there's so many problems and Shalom issues during COVID is because people couldn't go out once a week. The restaurants were closed. <laughs> you weren't able to sit there. So so, so I think if everybody could take these lessons home, uh, literally, and it would have a very big impact on the Shalom and the peace of the home of, of couples around the world, please uh, spread this message around. I, I know that this video is going viral. All the ladies are sending it around. <laughs> yeah,
1: to, uh, to the husband. <laughs> yeah. But remember, ladies, it's, yes, the husband has his job, but you have yours also. That's Treat true. him with exceeding amounts of respect. respect. And when he acts all huffy, don't say, to oh, he's just being huffy. Wrong. He's a human being with a different world, a different inner world than yours. Open yourself up, and you might understand it.
0: Amazing, Rabbi Schieffer. Thank you very, very much. We really appreciate it. Yeah, continue the tzlacha and uh, looking forward to seeing you in the beginning, the the complete redemption in our days. Amen. Amen. Thank
1: you. Thank you.